You're listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM. We're coming to you right across Australia from Hobart, Tasmania, and we are live in the studio here with Peter Watts this morning, continuing his uh, series titled Searching for Certainty. Peter, it's a beautiful sunny day here. It, it really uh, is it, a beautiful day. I, we've had a beautiful five days or something. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking really it's good feeling spell. like summer's it finally feel- almost made it to well, Tassie. I'm <laughs> enjoying it, I've got to say. Yeah, and uh, it's, it, I know that uh, the mainland has had some heavy rains and some floods in New South Wales, so we're very fortunate down here at the moment. We actually had a brief thunderstorm yesterday in uh, we did in uh, Rugby where I was, and yeah. uh, but then it brightened up again, and we've we've had pretty much five days of really good weather. Yeah, and uh, I was speaking to my wife on the phone actually afterwards. She said, "Oh, we had a thunderstorm here." I said, "Well." I didn't hear or see, or it hasn't rained here. <laughs> My wife was the other side of town. She said, I didn't see anything. No, it's amazing. So, Anyway, Peter, I'm going to ask you to kick us off today. Speaking of uh, summer and, uh, you know, the beautiful weather that we've had. Holidays on its way. Holidays, yes. And uh, what's your favourite holiday memory or destination? Ooh, that is a difficult question because when you think about it, it I suppose, the, you know, I've had the benefit of going to uh, the blessing of being able to go to about, about more than 30 countries um, and lots of places have their own beauty you know the, the, um, and I think is it the location is it the people you're with is it the weather is it you know uh, the experience that you have and I think it's all of those things so there's probably a few of them I remember um, on my way to Australia we stopped off at um, Koh Samui in Thailand which is an island off the east coast of Thailand beautiful island beautiful um, you know climate temperature there and uh, we spent a couple of weeks there and I think maybe part of the the joy of that particular holiday was that we'd done a lot of hard work and then finally we'd gotten to the place and we could relax mm-hmm. and so um, so that was one thing and then of course I think of um, my uh, summer holidays as a child that we used to play um, spend down on the south coast of England which was in Tor Bay and that has lots of fun memories because I had uh, some great times um, as a kid my brother and I. Uh, down in Tor Bay. And then there's an, another place a couple of years ago, well, three years ago, my wife and I went to um, the UK for a visit, visit family and so forth. And we, we went to the Scilly Isles, the Isles of Scilly, actually. You shouldn't, they say you shouldn't call them the Scilly Isles, call them the Isles of Scilly. And uh, that is just a wonderful uh, set of islands off the south coast of Cornwall. Right. And uh, some say it's like going to England in the 1950s. Mm. Um, but but it's very remote. There's hardly you go to some of the islands. There's hardly any you know. There's not hardly any cars allowed on the island and so forth. Do you fly in or boat? You fly in? well. You can fly in and we boated out. Right. So you fly in and, and boated out. Mm. So we did both, and that was really terrific. So they're some of the many happy holidays I've had. The, How the, about you? The last um, holiday that uh, my wife and I went on, or the the last uh, international holiday, mm. was actually to Cornwall. Oh, right. And uh, we, we spent quite a bit of time in Cornwall. There's some very beautiful places uh, down in that area particularly. We, we haven't explored much of uh, the other parts of the UK together. Mm. Um, but, uh, yeah, Cornwall was nice, and we also went down to uh, that uh uh, Torquay or Torbay that you're talking about, and mm. uh, yeah, beautiful places there. But uh, I think one of the the uh, really special places I, I love going to places that are geographically amazing. Mm. You know, that are beautiful and um, 
and I do remember spending a couple of weeks in Hawaii, uh, and we spent a whole week on the island of Kauai, which is a, I think it's called the Garden Island, and it's just a beautiful, natural, uh, amazing place that you can tell, uh, you know, came up out of the sea with volcanoes, and mm-hmm. um, just uh, this island has has formed, and the 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 fish life around the island. We mm-hmm. took our snorkels and. Did some swimming around there, and uh, yeah, just about everywhere you put your head under the water, there's just this amazing uh, sea life, and yeah. uh, it was, the colours in the in the tropical fish are amazing yeah. as well. So, yeah, do remember that. Love. It's just so exciting when you put your head under the water and you see all these fish everywhere. It's um, even sort of turtle. True. That's yeah. cool. That's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. So that's. Uh, that was the last, um, well, the last two trips that I've done that, mm. were, that were pretty good. Yeah, Peter, so I'm sure many people are uh, looking forward to the opportunity of travelling internationally again. Yeah. We don't know when that will be. No, we don't. Um, Peter, today our program's titled Looking for Paradise, mm. and I guess, uh, you know, holidays are, uh, are a bit like that sometimes. We want to go somewhere nice. <laughs> <laughs> we're looking you know it's interesting as human beings it seems like we have this inbuilt desire for something better mm. uh, and something other than than this now of course we're looking outside it's a beautiful day today but um, you know life on planet earth can sometimes be tough mm. and uh, you know tragedy can stri- strike any of us and so forth and we want to get away and some people go you know we, we've talked about uh, it's Today's program is looking for paradise, and you could you could fly to paradise if they'll let you go. Um, and I was thinking about surface paradise, mm. which is up there on the Gold Coast, and I've had the uh, opportunity to go there a few times. Actually did some work there as well that, as uh, going there for a visit. That used to be, when we were younger children, that used to be uh, a regular um, holiday for us. Hol- holiday destination. My, my grandparents lived up in that area, and yeah. we would love to go up there and go on all the... Uh, the uh, theme parks and stuff. So, I'm looking at yeah. a picture here of the uh, the skyscrapers and so forth that surface. And so sometimes you, people will know if they've gone up there. If you go uh, you go south and you go around the beach, then you get this uh, view of the Gold Coast from across the water, and mm. it, it looks like a very sort of space age city kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and you know, from a distance, it looks fantastic. And of course, the weather's usually great there. Um, but when you dig a little bit deeper in the details, you find that surface paradise often suffers from many of the things that many other places in the world suffer from. There is still sickness, there is still disease, there is still despair, there is still death, uh, there's still depression and anxiety, uh, there's still crime, the police are still there, mm. um, and all of those kinds of things. And when we're talking about looking for paradise, obviously we're talking about the the paradise that the Bible talks about and we want to talk about what is what does the bible say about that and so uh there was a time magazine in 1997 it had the uh headline does heaven exist and uh it's got a uh, a blue sky with a, a cloud and a man standing on the cloud with his binoculars looking out uh, looking for paradise i guess and um you know sometimes that kind of notion that heaven or paradise is going to be just floating around on a cloud 
not doing a lot, mm. um, isn't a very inspiring picture of what heaven's going to be like. And, uh, you know, I've, I've heard, you know, people say, well, I'd rather go to hell because that's where all the rock stars will be and it'll be some kind of great party. That's a misconception about hell too. Mm. Um, and we've done a program on hell, so we, we figured that we should do a program on heaven. And uh, just speaking of previous programs, I guess the one that leads best into this one was uh, a trip into space that uh, yeah. we, we talked a, bit, a little bit about. Uh, what was um, after the end of the or the second coming? Of, yeah, of what Christ. happens so, when the second yeah. coming comes? So, so in other words, when we talk about what is heaven really like, uh, we have to understand from a biblical perspective that heaven is in two phases, if you like, the two parts. And the first part is that we go to heaven and spend a thousand years. Uh, in paradise beyond the stars. And then the second section is that we have literally heaven and earth. Mm. You know, Jesus said the meek will inherit the earth. Mm. And so uh, literally where the Bible talks about God creating the world anew um, and this continuing to be our home that God intended in the very first place. So let's pick it up and we'll talk about some scriptures here because the first thing that happens um, is going to be the second coming. But I want you to notice uh, John 14 verses 1 to 3 and uh, what Jesus uh, talked to his disciples about. It says, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. So this is a great little passage where he talks about the fact that in my father's house are many mansions, many dwelling places. Mm. There's a place for you Mm. is really what he's saying. And I'm going there to prepare it. Mm. And then I'm going to come again and I will receive you. So this is a promise that he's going to come again and take us to where he is now. Um, And, uh, of course, that's the the second coming. We read about it in 1 Thessalonians. We might read that verse briefly. Uh, 1 Thessalonians 4, 16 to 17. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And thus we shall always be with the Lord. All right, so this clearly tells us we're going to meet the Lord in the air, and then we will return with him to heaven. Mm. And... uh, you know, one of the things that uh, is amazing to me, we talked about this fact of a thousand years, and we did talk about the millennium with uh, that program we did on the trip into space. But in Revelation 20, verse 4, it talks about uh, the saved, and it says they lived and reigned with Christ for a thousand years. Now, this is almost uh, too good to be true. It's almost too hard for us to comprehend because it says we live and reign with Christ for a thousand years. Mm. There's a passage where Jesus says, um, To him who overcomes, I will grant to sit with me on my throne, as I also overcame and sat down with my Father on his throne, mm. that we would reign with Christ, not only live, but reign with Christ for a thousand years. And uh, we'll talk a little bit more about that when we come back after the break. Awesome. So uh, just before we go to the break, uh, just remind you of our show number, 0488-880-891. You can use that number to text us in any questions, queries or feedback. 
And, uh, of course, if you want to catch up in the previous episodes, we mentioned uh, one of our previous ones that sort of leads into this is called A Trip Into Space. You can find those previous programs on our website. That's uh, faithfm.com.au and also our Faith FM Australia app, which you can get from the app stores. Just as we go to this break, Peter, I'd like to ask our question, our listeners a question. What are you looking forward to most about heaven? What are you looking forward to most about heaven? So text us in your answer on 0488 880 This is Michael Card with I Will Bring You Home. Listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM. And today we're talking with Peter Watts on the topic of looking for paradise. Now, Peter, before the break, we were talking about reigning with Christ for a thousand years. And I think you've got a little bit more to say about that before we go on to some other things to say about uh, what it's going to be like in heaven. Yeah, I think we've mentioned before in one of our other programs this idea of reigning with Christ is very fascinating because. In terms of the the great rebellion uh, of uh, Lucifer and his angels, um, Lucifer, you know, it tells us in Isaiah he wanted to be above the throne of God. He wanted to take the throne by force. And uh, here, 
Incredibly, and in other places in the New Testament, it says that, that we are will reign with Christ, and the idea that He would share His throne with us uh, by grace, mm. that you know He would share the throne with the redeemed, is just an absolutely incredible thought. Um, and uh, we don't know how that's going to play out, but it's going to be amazing. And when we talk about heaven behind the stars, um, it's obviously going to be a period of, of rest, you know, from our uh, the labour of life, as it were. Um, so there's going to be that aspect of heavenly rest, but it's also going to be, I believe, it's going to be like um, being able to get to know God much, much better and much deeper. We have a relationship with God now based on the fact that we can communicate with him through prayer and th- through the scriptures, um, that we have this relationship. And God wants us to build that relationship with him. Jesus said, um, this is eternal life, that you may know God. Uh, and Jesus Christ whom he has sent. So knowing God is really important to us here. But I think we're going to get to know God on a much deeper level. I mean, nobody's had a thousand-year vacation before, you know, a thousand years on which to spend time with somebody you love and in a perfect place. And uh, so that that is something to look forward to. And so we get to spend a thousand years in paradise beyond the stars but then of course we return to earth and if we uh, read revelation 21 verse 2 jason it tells us how uh, we're we're going to return to earth then i john saw the holy city new jerusalem coming down out of heaven from god prepared as a bride adorned for her husband there's a lot of details in the book of Revelation about the New Jerusalem, the, mm. the heavenly city. And you remember Jesus said, well, you read earlier that Jesus said, uh, I go to prepare a place for you in my father's house and many mansions. And so uh, this is the home of the saved. And, and it comes down from heaven. We come back to earth and we're going to um, spend time here on the earth. And um, the in Isaiah 65, verse 17, it says, For behold, I create a new heavens and a new earth. God is going to recreate the planet uh, in the paradise that it was intended to be right back at the beginning. If you ever want to know what God's intention for mankind is, you read the first two chapters of Genesis, mm. where God creates this paradise. He places Adam and Eve in it. He says, Be fruitful and multiply. He says, Have dominion over it. What a wedding present mm. that God would give them a whole planet um, and and say build a family you know have have um, dominion over the earth and of course the world that we live in today uh, is very beautiful in parts but other parts we recognise that it has been damaged it has been polluted it's been de- degraded and um, you know even uh, where it says there in Isaiah it says behold I create new heavens and a new earth what's the new heavens about like some people wonder is God going to refurbish you know interstellar heaven or or what is that all about well i think about the fact that the bible talks about three heavens uh it talks about um the place where the the clouds float and the birds fly genesis calls that the heavens so that's the birds fly across the face of the heavens that's what we'd call our local atmosphere the the atmosphere Yeah. yeah so that's called the heavens uh, and then, of course, where the sun, moon, and stars are, that's called the heavens. Mm. And then the throne room of God, the paradise of God, is called the third heaven in mm. Scripture. And so when it talks about, behold, I create new heavens and a new earth, certainly we need our atmosphere cleaning up. But, you know, there's a lot of space junk out there. Mm. There's a lot of space junk out there. Um, it's estimated there are over 500,000 pieces of space uh, debris 
the size of a marble or larger, travelling at speeds of up to 28,000 kilometres an hour, whizzing round the Earth. Mm. And uh, they made a movie uh, called Gravity, I think it was 2016, something like that, with uh, Sandra Bullock in it, and, and it was about people who were working uh, in space, and uh, they had this storm of space debris flying towards them. And uh, there's a lot of concern because we keep sending stuff up there, but we're not doing too much about cleaning it up. And mm. so when the Bible says, for behold, I create new heavens and a new earth, I'm sure God's going to clean that up as well mm. and uh, get rid of the space debris. And uh, it's interesting in uh, Isaiah 65:17 because he says, behold, I create new heavens and new earth, and then says, and the former shall not be remembered or come to mind. This is an interesting point because there are things that worry us, concern us uh, here on this earth, um, and you know those w- worries will be replaced by the joys of being in heaven. But is God actually going to wipe our memory? Mm. And this has implications. I I think I don't think He will. I just think that the joys of heaven um, will overshadow the the challenges and the the cares of this life. Um, because when it says they won't be remembered or come to mind, I don't think God's going to wipe our remem- memory so we can't remember anything from who we are. I mean, let, let's face it, you and I, how do you know you're you? Because well, of the yeah. memories that, mm. that you know, if you, could lo- if you lost a leg or lost an arm, you'd still be you. Mm. Even if you were in a fire and you were burnt beyond recognition, you'd still be you. But if you lost your mind then you wouldn't be you anymore. Mm. You know what I mean? So I think that uh, God will, um, when it says they will not be remembered nor come to mind, I just think that the experience of heaven uh, as the days and the weeks and the months and the years roll by, we've got a thousand years in heaven to get to know God, to get to understand the great controversy, to get to understand the great battle and how God gained victory in the battle. And we will be able to see what an amazing job God has done in in trying to save as many as he could. Mm. Um, And basically opening the doors of heaven and saying, who wants to come home? I'm just wondering in that verse, Peter, um, whether, you know, that's referring to, you know, the pain and suffering. We we know that the the heaven, there won't be uh, sadness, there won't be crying, there won't be tears, there won't be death. And... uh, it's hard to imagine being in a situation where we can't remember, um, you know, the sadness of things of past. But yeah. it makes me wonder if whilst we will know about them, yes. we won't feel the pain any longer sure. for some reason. I, I don't know how that's going to happen. No. But you know. Well, you know, we live, relatively speaking, we live relatively short lives here mm. on Earth when you compare them to a thousand years. And yet, you know, we have challenges and, and sad things happen to us in this life. Mm. Um, but we managed to keep on living. Interesting. David uh, from Western Australia has texted in in response to our, our question, and it's relevant to what we're talking about here. He says um, the thing for him that uh, he's looking forward to is the delight of his uncle, his mum, uh, mum-in-law, stepmum, dad-in-law, looking over their shoulders to see him running up to them with total excitement. Yeah, so, isn't that fantastic? You know, that's uh, talking of th- those obviously are sad events now mm. where we, we lose loved ones. That's right. But one of the things we can look forward to is being reunited, reunited with, with them. our loved so, ones. Yeah. I mean, that will be incredible. It really will. Mm. Um, you know, it tells us in Isaiah uh, 60, 61, 
that um, it says, Violence shall no longer be heard in your land, neither wasting nor destruction within your borders, but you shall call your wall salvation and your gates praise. This is talking about life on the new earth. Mm. Okay, and there's quite a bit here that um, where it talks about God's ideal and God's plan for us um, when he creates the world made new. And so, like you said before, it's hard for us to imagine. We live in a, a world here where everything dies. Mm. You know, these machines that we're looking at, we've got our laptops in front of us, they're going to die and they'll be replaced by another one. And, you know, everything wears out here. We mm. wear out, mm. you know. Um, but that won't be the case in the new heavens and the new earth. It, mm. the, things will last and violence will no be long, longer be heard. Um, you know, we won't have to be fearful. You won't have to lock your doors if you have doors. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, the building of houses and, and the like that the Bible talks about too. We've, but, got, a, we've got a verse here, Peter, that uh, my wife loves. I think this is this is uh, the thing that she's most looking forward to, which mm. is the being able to play with the lions. And, and it says here that the wolf shall dwell with the lamb and the leopard shall lie down with the young goat. And a, and a little child shall lead them mm. in Isaiah eleven six. I think that's mm. a picture that, that some people. It's a picture of paradise. It's a picture of paradise for many who who love animals and yeah. and would love to. I mean, lions are amazing things. They're just mm. like big cats, aren't they? Yeah. And wouldn't it be fantastic to be able to dwell with the lions without fear? Absolutely, yeah. all of the animals that God created. I mean, you know, we go to zoos uh, and we look at the animals behind the cage. Uh, but rarely do they come right up to you because they're, they're, they're fearful of you. And rightly so. We've, we've, you know, we've, uh, often decimated their, their numbers. I mean, we're in a, pr- a process in planet Earth right now where we're making more and more creatures extinct every year. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this, this notion that they, the animals will have trust. They will trust that we, we mean them no harm. And I think that will be a wonderful thing. And I love that idea of a little child shall lead them, mm. you know. Um, imagine uh, bringing up children in that environment, mm. uh, being raised in an environment where you have nothing to fear. There's, you, you'd have to got to worry about, you know, what might happen tomorrow. Um, mm. I think that would be a wonderful thing. Again, it says in Isaiah thirty-three twenty-four, it says, The inhabitant will not say, I am sick. Mm. Some of us are going to have to find something else to talk about. <laughs> because, we, oh, my back, oh, my neck, oh, my, you know. Um, and, you know, not to put um, all that uh, aside, I mean, there are people who live with chronic pain. Mm, yeah. And uh, the idea that you will um, not only not have sickness, but you won't get sick. Mm. You won't get old. You won't, you know, you're not looking to uh, towards um, staying in retirement village or whatever it is. We will be returned to our youth and vitality, and I think lots of people are, are looking forward to that. So, yeah, and certainly those who do suffer uh, pain, chronic pain and what have you, um, I think... Uh, the idea of uh, being rec- ultimate relief, yeah, being recreated without that, without that mm. sickness and pain, would be a fantastic thing. Peter, we're going to go to a, another break. Um, before we do, uh, Raphael has texted us in in terms of his answer to what um, uh, he is looking forward to most about heaven: uh, just being with God. Mm. Yeah, what a great answer! What eh? a great answer. We're going to go and have a listen to Wendell Kimbra, and this is I Am Making All Things New.
saw the heavens open, for the former things were past. And I heard my Savior singing, I have come for you at last. I will wipe away their sorrow, you will no more cry or grieve. To the thirsty I give healing From the spring of life come drink For behold, I am making all things new Write this down, every word is true Tell the world what I came to do by the support of Adventist World Radio. You're listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM. And uh, just before the break, uh, we read a couple of answers to some questions and uh, we'll put that question out there still for those who haven't texted in. Uh, what, are your, what are you most looking forward to about heaven? Text us in your answer on 0488 Uh, And just uh, remember as well that number, later in the program we're going to give you a book offer. We'll give you a bit more information about that. It's called uh, Home at Last. 
We'll give you the code to text in to get that book uh, shortly. Peter, um, we've been talking about heaven and what it's going to be like, and mm. no, no more sickness was the last thing we were talking That's about. That's right. And in Isaiah, uh, we, we the Bible uh, talks, uh, there's a few things in Isaiah where God expresses his, his um, ultimate ideal desire for his people, and uh, these are the principles that um, we see. Um, will be in heaven or in the new earth, I should say. So when we talk about heaven, we've got to realise that heaven's coming to earth as well. So a thousand years beyond the stars, and then the new Jerusalem comes down. We're in that, and uh, we we come to the new earth. It's going to be remade new. And it says, the eyes of this is Isaiah 35, 5 and 6. It says, the eyes of the blind shall be opened, and the ears of the deaf shall be unstopped. Then the lame shall leap like a deer, and the tongue of the dumb sing. It's a wonderful uh, expression. Mm. I remember seeing a, um, a documentary once of, I think, a, a boy of about eight years of age, and he was um, receiving uh, a, a, an implant into his ear. He had never heard anything mm. in his life, and they were able to do something for him whereby he was able to hear, and they, and he, they showed his face light up for the first time when he, he heard the first sounds. Mm. And... Uh, you know, the the ears of the death shall be unstopped. And, uh, you know, it'll be just a wonderful thing to whatever ailment we have, whatever weakness we have here, will be restored to uh, health and, and youth and vitality again. And it'll be a wonderful thing. In Isaiah 40, verse 31, you might want to read that one, Jason. It's... Um, Right here. It says, But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Mm. So it seems like we're not going to get tired mm. or, you know, not easily tired. It, it's going to be, you know, wonderful to to have that energy. Uh, in Isaiah 35, verse 1, it says, The wilderness and the wasteland shall be glad for them, and the desert shall rejoice and bloom uh, blossom as the rose. I remember when we went to, um, we worked for a little while in Bendigo, Victoria for five years. And uh, when we went there, they were uh, at the end of a 10-year drought where, you know, we um, lived across the road from some playing fields. And the playing fields were just, you know, red dust with the odd little bit of scrub mm. uh, there. And uh, even our backyard, it was just like a dust bowl. Mm. And uh, then after about a year and a half of being there, the, the drought broke and they got some rains and these incredible wildflowers sprang up out of the ground. Um, and uh, it was a different place. And it's just amazing how uh, nature can bounce back that way. And it talks about the fact here, the desert shall rejoice and bloom as a rose. There are a lot of, a lot of large areas of the world that have you know are covered in desert because of the uh, the stripping away of vegetation, and uh, those places are going to be restored to, to beauty. Um, here's another one. This is interesting. People might think about, well, if I go to heaven, am I going to be bored? I mean, you know, what is it going no, to be? Just going to be sitting around I'm eating just grapes, hanging around, <laughs> thinking, what am I going to do? You know, read, read uh, Isaiah 65. Is it 21, 22? Yeah. It says, they shall build houses and inhabit them. They shall plant vineyards and eat their fruit. They shall not build and and another inhabit. They shall not plant and another eat. For as the days of a tree, so shall be the days of my people, and my elect shall long enjoy the work of their hands. Mm, that is great, isn't it? I mean, even uh, here, 
you know, we live a life, we try to build something of substance that we can leave as a legacy to our children. Then, then we pass off the scene of action and we die. Mm. And, uh, you know, this is uh, interesting that it says they shall build houses and inhabit them. You know, what's interesting about this is we have a home in the New Jerusalem, in the city, but we'll also be able to go out and build a home on the earth and we'll have a house in the country and a house in the city. And I think that that will be pretty neat and we'll be able to plant vineyards and eat from them. Mm. And, uh, you know, I think that, that that will be incredible. In Isaiah 66, 22, 23, it says, For as the new heavens and the new earth, which I will make, shall remain before me, says the Lord, so shall your descendants and your name remain. And it shall come to pass from one new moon to another and from one Sabbath to another, all flesh shall come to worship before me, says the Lord. Mm. So we're going to worship before the Lord each Sabbath. But it says there each new moon mm. and what is that all about why will that be the case um a new moon takes place once a month and apparently we're not only going to gather before god and worship on sabbath but we're going to gather once a month at the time of the new moon why will that be there's an interesting passage in revelation 22 verse 1 um where it talks about uh, fruit from the tree of life maybe you can read that jason and he showed me a pure river of water of life Clear as crystal, proceeding from the throne of God and of the Lamb. In the middle of the, its street and on either side of the river was the tree of life, which bore twelve fruits, each tree yielding its fruit every month. The leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. Okay, so the tree of life is going to be there, just as it was in the Garden of Eden, way back at the beginning of the Bible. And it says... Um, which bore 12 fruit, uh, fruits, each yielding its fruit every month. So each month it's going to produce another fruit, and we will gather there to eat of that fruit and thus live forever. You may remember in uh, Genesis chapter 3, I think it is, where God was putting Adam and Eve out of the garden. He said, lest they eat from the tree of life and live forever, mm. Mm. because God was not willing to perpetuate sin forever. Mm. But he wants us to live forever. Yeah. And so this is why we must come to Jesus and allow him to deal with our sin, that we may have uh, the everlasting life that he wants us to have. You know, in First Corinthians 2, 9 and 10, there's uh, an interesting promise here. I has not seen nor ear heard, nor, nor have entered into the heart of men the things which God has prepared for those who love him. You know, the, the, we, we can't even imagine... Mm. Uh, the, the, um, the, the, the most wonderful things. You know, we talked a little bit at the start of our program about holidays that we've enjoyed in the past. Um, but this is going to surpass anything that we've experienced in terms of joy, in terms of, ex of, of experience, the environment or whatever it may be. And somebody you mentioned, and I think you, you mentioned there, one of our callers had, um, texted in just being with God. Mm. You know, just being with God, that's going to be the greatest thing. And that has to be, right? We're going to be spending eternity with God. And, uh, you know, you don't want to spend eternity with somebody you don't want to spend any time with, right? If we, if we don't want to spend time, five minutes with God now, we won't want to spend eternity with him then. So the, the biggest deal about being in heaven and being in paradise will be that we're with our Heavenly Father. And uh, we get to know him and we, we get to spend time with him and all of those that love him too. So that will be a wonderful thing. 
The Bible also tells us a number of things about um, the heavenly city, and maybe we'll talk about a few of those things when we come back after the next break. We will. And uh, just before we go to the break, the book offer Home at Last by Walton Brown. What will it be like to actually see Jesus, to travel with him heavenward at many times the speed of light? And heaven itself and those mansions, will there be enough enough to do to occupy the time and interest of people who have always been busy? This book tells us, well, as, as, as well as human language is able to, just what awaits us in that eternal future when we will mingle with friends, loved ones, Bible characters, angels, Jesus and our Heavenly Father himself. That's the book offer for today. We're going to be giving away five copies uh, only today, so get your claim in after the break. We'll give you the code. Get ready. 0488880891 is the number to text. And straight after the break, we'll give you the code. This is My Father's House by the Nelons.
Father's House by the Nilons, and you're listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM. Just before the break, we detailed a book offer for today, and that was Home at Last by John Brown. We've got five copies to give away. So get your pen ready and your mobile phone ready and text the code SEARCH31. That's SEARCH and the number 31, no spaces. Text that into 488 880-891. First five in, we'll give the book away to today. Peter, just before we get back into our discussion about uh, what heaven's going to be like, um, I've got a question for you. Mm. If heaven wasn't part of our Christian belief system, would you still be a Christian? I think there's a question many people, mm. you know, who perhaps are not believers. That's a real question. I think question. we're only we're only Christians because of that <laughs> uh, that thought of this, you know, in their minds, fictional afterlife, you know, and the, sure. the heaven experience. So yeah, yeah, is it a false hope? Yeah, um, yeah. I think it's a great question. Um, I think in many ways it's almost impossible to. Uh, separate the Christian faith from the promises of everlasting life and heaven and mm. so forth. However, what I would say is I spent 26 of my years of my life living without God in my life, at least from the perspective of not wanting, not inviting God into my life. And uh, as I've mentioned before, I, I called myself an atheist. And then I had an encounter with God, and I guess I've had the, the last 26, 27-plus years um, living with God as a, a central part of what I want to be and how I want to live. And I would say that absolutely it's been worth it. In other words, my life now is um, better than it was before I had God in it. Uh, my life is guided by principles that I find in Scripture that help me to enjoy. I get the most out of life. You know, people... Um, Sometimes when people pass away, uh, friends and family will say he liked to live life to the full. Mm. Well, what does that really mean? Mm. You know, and I think that um, I think I know what they mean, and and I've lived some interesting experiences in my life. But I can uh, say from an experiential point of view that living with God is living life to the full. Mm. Amen. When God is in my life, uh, my life is better. You know, whatever difficult, and, you know, we go through some challenging and difficult situations here in this life, but it's always better with God than it is without him. Mm. And so uh, the answer to the question would be, yes, I think that, you know, some of the things we've been sharing through the Search for Certainty um, series have been uh, things that I have experienced as a, a positive. So in other words, the reason I share these things is not simply because they're in the Bible simply, or simply because God says these should be taught, but rather we're sharing them because experientially they've made li- my life better. Mm. And so I want people to experience that. You know, it's like firing a, finding a cure for cancer. Why wouldn't you want to tell other people about that? And so um, I think that it is very difficult to separate the Christian faith from the hope that we have in the return of Christ and going to heaven and having everlasting life. But at the same time, our life's experience here, uh, certainly as far as I'm concerned, is, is infinitely better than it was without God. When we have that framework, and of course we do have that that uh, belief, mm. <laughs> it, we, we can't separate it, as you said, but we do have that belief. But we have that framework that uh, that the Bible gives us that 
does give us some level of certainty. Yeah. Mm. Well, I would say as well, uh, I was talking about this to somebody yesterday that we mentioned before that there are over 300 prophecies or allusions to the first coming of Christ in the Old Testament. So mm. when Jesus came, he came as a fulfillment of prophecy. Mm. That gives you great confidence to believe that he will come again. Absolutely. Um, so, uh, you know, we believe that Jesus will come again based on the fact he's fulfilled prophecy in the past. So uh, I think we have great confidence in that. We were talking before the break uh, about the New Jerusalem and a little bit more about the city. And I thought it might be interesting to talk about some of the details of that. In Hebrews 11, 9 and 10, we have uh, a, piece, uh, a passage talking about Abraham and the patriarchs. By faith he dwelt in the land of, the promise, of promise as in a foreign country, dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he waited for the city which has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. You know, a lot of uh, interest, of course, around the earthly Jerusalem in Israel today. But this is talking about a city that God builds. Uh, this is talking, of course, about the new Jerusalem. In, in Revelation twenty-one nineteen, it says, The foundations of the wall of the city were adorned with all kinds of precious stones. Uh, Revelation twenty one fourteen says, Now the wall of the city had twelve foundations, and on them were the names of the twelve apostles of the Lamb. So there are twelve foundations, they're precious stones. Uh, again, it says, um, verse 17 of Revelation 21, most of this stuff is in Revelation 21 about descriptions of the city, and people should read that through when they've got time. In verse 17, it says, Then he measured its wall 144 cubits, which is about 64 metres. Now, it doesn't say whether this is 64 metres high or 64 metres thick, but probably it's 64 metres high. But mm. that's not the height of the whole city because the buildings in the city are much higher than that, mm. as we shall find. Uh, it says in verse 21, the 12 gates were made of 12 pearls. People have heard of the, the pearly gates mm. um, around the city. And uh, it says... Um, it says that she had a great and high wall with, with 12 gates, the names written on them, which are the names of the 12 tribes of the children of Israel. That's uh, Revelation twenty-one twelve, And in verse 25 of the same chapter, it says, Its gates shall not be shut at all by day. There shall be no night there. Now, I just want to pause about this because, uh, you know, there are cities today that you can go to and it seems like there's no night there. In, in other words, you're in the middle of the city in the middle of the night, but there's lights blazing. And uh, the New Jerusalem will be even more so because it talks about the fact that the Lamb is its light, mm. which illuminates the city. Um, and it said the city had, this is verse 23, it says, The city had no need of the sun or the moon to shine in it. For the glory of God illuminated it, the Lamb is its light. It doesn't say there is no sun or moon. No. It says but it says God it doesn't that need light. that yeah. because the city itself, this is talking about the city, mm. it's illuminated by God. Mm. I thought I might talk a little bit about the size of the city. Is there room enough for me? Um, it says, uh, verse 16 of Revelation 21, the city is laid out as a square. Its length is as great as its breadth. And he measured the city with the reed 12 furlongs long. Now, what does that mean, 12,000 furlong, 12, furlongs long? Well, that is, a furlong is about a fifth of a kilometre. So 12,000 furlongs will be 2,400 kilometres. Mm. Now, some wonder, if that's all the way around the perimeter of the city, that would be 600k on, on each side. But maybe it's 2,400 kilometres on, on each, each side. side yeah. We don't know. I mean, this is big. 
I mean, uh, I, I've got a picture here of the city cover, superimposed. Cover, it would cover most of Australia. If that's it was. right. It's about the size of New South Wales or something. <laughs> you know, it's kind of that's a city. That's a huge city. There is um, plenty of room for anyone that wants to go there. And the good news is that the God of Heaven wants you to be there. And my understanding is it's it's also equally as high. That's right. Which means that uh, somehow there must be multiple layers. Big or skyscrapers. It's uh, it's huge. Yeah. We, 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 it's interesting. On, on Earth, we, uh, we have uh, this objective of building the tallest building, but, uh, you know, maybe heaven on it's Earth gonna surpass it. is going to surpass it. That's yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Peter, we've run out of time. Um, now, this uh, is our second last program that we're going to be doing live this year. Um, just uh, tell us about what we're going to do next week. Okay, so in our series, Searching for Certainty, we've covered a lot of different topics, and we're going to do some review of that we're going to look at a few highlights we're also going to invite people to text in their questions about um, anything to do with the series in terms of searching for certainty we live in a world that has very few certainties mm. people don't even know if they're going to be able to go on their summer holidays you know we've got travel restrictions we've got covid restrictions there's the new omicron strain we don't know what's going to you know come to pass with all of that and uh, people are searching for certainty. And uh, thankfully, the Bible uh, gives us some certainties about the certainty of God's love, the certainties of his care for humankind, the, the certainty of his plan to save us and to eventually take us to paradise. So uh, that's what we're going to be talking about next week. Awesome. So tune in next Thursday with our last live program for this year uh, with Peter Watts. Just a reminder, Home at Last is our book offer for today, Search 31. And uh, tomorrow you can join Tabitha and David with uh, his program and the uh, topic tomorrow is called Friend or Foe. This is We've Got This Hope by Ellie Holcomb. Have a great day and we'll catch you tomorrow. We've got this hope. We've got a future, we've got the power of the resurrection living within. We've got this hope, we've got a promise that we are held up and protected in the palm of His hand. And even when our hearts are breaking, even when our souls are shaking,
closer shaking oh, oh, oh. we've got this hope 